0: Late Night Council is a production of Council Communications. This is Late Night Council.
1: This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently it's a big deal. It's all over the news.
2: It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world.
0: That's my
3: grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling.
1: Your
4: chance to make history.
1: That's pretty
5: cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. John, you're in charge.
0: Are you ready to go? Are you ready to straighten out the the world with me? Are you ready to have all the problems of the world solved by 11 or triple your money back, folks? Thanks for tuning in. 343. Seven hundred forty three ninety if you want to get in on this it uh, it's very caller driven we don't get a lot of calls, okay, but you know calls are more important than a lot of things most things on this program okay and uh, if you've got something substantial to say and uh, you want to kind of use this platform uh, or you want to argue with me or you want to tell me how you know how right I am or you know how right you are uh three four three seven hundred forty three ninety is uh the capital region line it's a uh, late night council it's ask the pastor we're going to 11 o'clock taking calls and uh, talking about a lot of stuff talk we're going to get to everything i want to get to i'm pretty sure although you know i usually have a lot of stuff last week i didn't get the stuff i wanted to get to but you know i try to prioritize i try to put out the stuff that i think is the most important okay and and if i'm not putting out stuff that's important hey that's why it's open line you can call in 343 700 if you're in the capital region Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Now, for our friends in the States, that is the Canadian capital region, okay? And listening in Europe, okay? Canada, okay? <clears throat> uh, this Saturday, we celebrate our 150th birthday, which, you know, if you're listening from Europe, we're a toddler, <laughs> you know? And if you're listening from the States, um, we're your, I guess you'd call us your kid brother. But in Canada, well, maybe you want to talk about Canada tonight, I don't know. I know we'll probably be talking about it next weekend because I get all kinds of big Canada festival speaking gigs I got to be at. And uh, uh, that will be fresh on my mind. And But if you want to go down that road tonight, it's open line, open topic. I always try to give you the biblical perspective, the faith perspective on uh, uh, late night council. Uh, how, how much longer do I have to keep reminding you that, that, that I only do Ask the Pastor format now? Like, take it for granted, I'm, we don't call the show Ask the Pastor, it's Late Night Council, and Late Night Council is an Ask the Pastor type format, and uh, it, yeah, I'm still a pastor, been one for 36 years, had a lot of crazy things happen in my churches and in my life in the last, you know, six months or so, uh, but, you know, still doing it and still loving it, Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's 343-743-90. If you're calling outside of the Capital Region, oh my goodness, anywhere in North America, because that's where we've paid for coverage. If you're calling from Choice Land, Saskatchewan. If you're calling from Bunker Donation, Florida, Long Cane, Georgia, Peabody, Kansas, one 562 4766 That's your line. 1-844-562-4766 is your number. You can email me, jc at late night jc at late night has to be under six lines, has to be airworthy. If your emails are not getting on the air, they're probably kind of substandard. You know, they're not really airworthy. Um, uh, Or they're too long, okay? Well, it's only six lines on my computer. Your computer doesn't count. It's my computer, okay? That's the one that counts, okay? So under six lines, jc at late night You can tweet at me as well. We don't have to worry about, you know, the number of lines because Twitter takes care of that on its own, okay? Uh, J.W. Council is the Twitter uh, access. J.W. Council. Go to Twitter.com, type in J.W. Council. There's all my tweets and everything. And those of you that are not familiar with Twitter, oh, my goodness, get on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can – and there's a lot of garbage. Oh, there's a ton of garbage on Twitter. But there's a ton of good stuff, too, and, and, and news that's unfiltered and raw. Like mainstream media, for instance, they can't stand Donald Trump being on Twitter. But, you know, whether you like him or not, you're getting him unfiltered. You know, you're not hearing him through a bunch of news services. And, uh, you know, and Obama was on Twitter, too, as well as Hillary Clinton. But, you know, I, I guess they like speaking through filters way more because they didn't tweet one-tenth as much as uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, 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 tweets. Uh, please do not interpret these words as an endorsement for Donald Trump. Uh, and, and if you want to get into that a little bit later, don't mind getting that into that at all. Or whatever else is on your mind, 343 700 562 4766 is the long distance line JC at late night is the email address and for the first time since we've been you know uh, started up again uh, last February I am going to start off with an email tonight because Eric keeps sending me great emails and, and uh, you know he, he he never sent me emails until we went you know online like this I don't remember ever getting an email from Eric when I was on the old radio station and uh, um and what he's talking about here I have heard but I've not seen the program well here's the email. Just watched a documentary movie on Netflix called Is Genesis History? Now, Eric, I've got Netflix, and my wife and daughter that live with me here, okay, there's a lot of stuff we like watching on Netflix. You know what I've really gotten into? I've gotten into the Sherlock TV series with Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm I'm enjoying that. And I never watch TV. But my daughter, and my and my wife, they were trying to get me into a series that wouldn't be offensive to me and wouldn't be gory, and 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 I actually getting into this. I'm really enjoying that. Okay, so but I we do have Netflix. Another show we re, we uh, watch religiously once a week or so. Uh, we watch Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I'm not going to tell you about it. Anybody that's heard me talk about it, it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. Um, but I'm digressing here. I'm um, saying all that to say this, Eric. Yes, I did see. Uh, You know, the icon or the thumbnail uh, sketch there on Netflix for is Genesis history. But I want to read you the rest of Eric's email here because he's got me really intrigued now. It's the Genesis story told through creation scientists. If you haven't already seen it, I highly recommend that you do. And I think some of your listeners would also be interested in it. The movie brings out so many truths that provide a strong argument for creation. Universities purposely ignore these truths simply because it doesn't fit their historical teaching on evolution. Anyone who is unsure what to believe in should watch this documentary. Well, uh, Eric, I I can trust your word because you're a good emailer. And, you know, for for decades, I have had some of the, you know, top and most educated creation scientists, uh, creation science scientists on this program taking calls, often sitting in with me on Ask the Pastor. Lawrence Tisdale is one of my favorites, and uh, he's still operating out of St. Jerome, Quebec now. Uh, He is the head of the uh, Quebec Creation uh, Research Society. Uh, I mean, I probably got the name wrong, but probably the most uh, respected and most high profile creation science research uh, uh, group in, in Quebec, he's the head of it, speaks all the time, and uh, I'm promising you now, Eric, I'm going to have to watch it because it's so rare that you get anything on creation science that's presented credibly and uh, uh, unfiltered. And uh, uh, kudos to Netflix for putting it up there. And uh, I promise you that I am going to be watching that probably before next week, and I can give you a, a credible uh, uh, a critique and maybe a, a, an intelligent comment on it. But in the meantime, in the meantime, those of you that are listening, if you've seen the Netflix special, is Genesis History, and I haven't seen it yet. If you've seen it and you want to call in and comment, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I want to know, particularly if you've got any background in creation science. And i got a ton of background. I used to teach courses on it, okay? And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm quite well versed in uh, uh, some of the tenets of creation science and some of the scientific facts that, you know, evolutionists you know just can't get their head around. And they kind of they kind of pretend that those facts don't exist. Um, And it's been a ton of fun talking about that at length, sometimes giving whole shows over to the creation science topic. If anybody has seen uh, the the series that Eric is asking about, is Genesis History on Netflix, and you want to comment, you want to tell us about it, whether it's good, bad, credible, I would really, you know, it would be really cool if somebody called in tonight that has never even heard of creation science and watched that. To them, it would probably be just like another conspiracy theory you know, flick or movie or whatever. Netflix is loaded with that kind of stuff, and that, that kind of stuff is actually fun. I don't mind watching that every once in a while. So if you want to comment on that, and Eric, another great email. Uh, thanks for uh, sending that in. Uh, give us a call, 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. Any topic, whatever's on your mind tonight, 343 4390 562 4766 is the long-distance line. That's one 562 4766 Now, as you know, okay... Um this weekend was Gay Pride weekend. Gay Pride parades all over the world. Uh I think the biggest one now is in Toronto. Although there was a lot of controversy over it this year because Black Lives Lives Matter got into it, Matters got into it and they didn't want the police, okay? Go they f- and I mean, this being Canada, where everybody is right, and, you know, if you scream and yell about something, nobody's going to poke holes in your argument and say, hey, just a second, you know, give your head a shake. No, no, they're going to say, oh, did we offend you? We're sorry. And uh, the, the, the cops did not march in the gay pride parade in Toronto because uh, they were viewed as offensive to the Black Lives Matter movement, okay? And we have never had 100th. The race problem in Canada that they have in the States. But Black Lives Matter won out and the cops didn't march in the gay pride parade. Okay? Now... Uh, we often talk about that issue because you know the Bible's got a lot of very strong things to say about homosexuality and the whole thing, and uh, uh, that has governed a lot of discussion on this show over the years. You may not know it will probably hit the papers tomorrow. If it didn't hit the Sunday editions uh, today, our uh, provincial health minister Eric Hoskins has announced that uh, uh, gender reassignment surgery, okay. That means, you know, doing irreparable damage to your genitalia for the sake of, you know, giving into, you know, what goes against your own biology, is going to be paid for by your tax dollars next year. Okay? Yeah, totally government-funded uh, transitional surgeries used to be elective surgery. Used to be considered like cosmetic or plastic surgery. Now it's going to be taxpayer-funded. Of course, then again, when taxpayers are paying for, you know, the butchering of innocent children in their mother's wombs, why would be we be surprised, you know, that this is going to happen now? Okay, um, you may have some comments about that. Um, I have made hours and hours and hours of comments about uh, uh, news items like that, and that 's why just about every late night council now I refer people to Romans one eighteen to thirty two which is the biblical perspective on this cultural uh, on the cultural anarchy we 're in right now, where there is no moral absolutes, where right or wrong is determined by the whim or a fad, and uh, the Bible talks about uh, in the last days uh, that uh, people will not put up with sound doctrine anymore, but they will turn aside to myths and they will gather around them a great number of teachers that say to that say what their itching ears want them to hear okay I mean turning aside to myths. Like, you know, even though every chromosome in your body, every chromosome, every every strand of DNA in your body says you're one of two things. You're either male or female. So we get some politically correct mythologist that comes by and says, no, there's not two genders. Like, everything in biology and proven science fact says so. No, it's whatever you want to be. Now, interesting. Isn't it interesting that you could choose your gender, but those same people say, oh, no, you're born with your orientation. Oh yeah, you can't choose to be a homosexual. You can't choose to be bisexual. You can't choose to be heterosexual. That's determined at birth. But your gender—I mean, if if you would think—I mean, you talk about having things. Uh, you know, I'll say this correctly so nobody gets offended. Bass ackwards, everything in your biology proves you're either one of two genders. And they say, no, no, you can choose that. But something based on behavior and the ability to choose what you want to do and what you don't want to do all oh, that's determined at birth no scientific evidence for either now they try to parade and promote scientific evidence for orientation at birth but there's 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 even more evidence that says no it's it's factored in by your environment and what happens The problem is that those studies a lot of them peer-reviewed in universities, they get slandered. They get attacked because uh, this lobby that used to be about you know equality has got nothing to do with equality anymore. It's become one of the most powerful lobbies, if not the most powerful lobby in politics and in academia and in the entertainment world today. Okay, so all those studies that suggest that it's not that orientation is not envir- is not uh, what you're born with, that it's environment. Oh, you never even hear about those things. Because the because the, the scientific world, and the academic world, has been taken totally over by political correctness. If you think you don't think that's true, talk to what George, uh, I, You know, research and get online about uh, what Jordan Peterson's going through in York University right now. This is the guy that's taken on the whole transgender mythology, and it is mythology with hardcore proven science. And they are calling him a racist and a bigot and homophobe and all this other stuff. Okay. See, the facts don't care what your feelings say. Okay. And you can't alter biological facts. And they're doing everything they can. I mean, Bill Nye is a high profile. Bill Nye, the science guy. Well, he's Bill Nye, the globalism, new age, politically correct guy. Because they have footage all over, the, all over uh, the internet now of him saying about 10 or 15 years ago how gender is determined, and it's right down to your chromosome, and now it's all you can choose it all you want. I guess Bill Nye's science changed when he, you know, gave into political correctness. So, anyway back to the whole uh, 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 be it it being gay pride today there was a few things that happened today that you won't hear about on mainstream media okay there's no way CNN's going to cover it. CBC there's no way they're gonna cover that I mean the hypocrisy of this whole topic is amazing absolutely amazing for instance and this just blows me away in the Chicago gay pride today gay pride parade today There were some gay Jews marching and they had a Star of David flag on the on the rainbow gay pride flag, gay pride flag. So it's a gay pride flag with a white Star of David on it. Okay, they were told by the organizers they were kicked out of the parade, told to put the flag away and they were banned from marching in the parade. Now, why would that be? Now, just think, why would that be? Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, which is the secular capital of Israel, Tel Aviv is the only city in the Middle East that has a gay pride parade, and it's one of the biggest in Europe, okay? Gay rights in Israel, it's the only country in the Middle no other country, not even Lebanon or even Jordan, which aren't as, you know, extremely uh, uh, Islamic, uh, you know, uh, they have nowhere near the gay rights that Israel has, okay? But because the gay lobby is, is dominated by, by the political left, and the political left love the infiltration of radical Islam into North America, they got an anti-Semitic bend to them. At the And I'm not saying all gays are anti-Semitic, but in the gay lobby, the organizers of the gay pride parade, I mean, blatantly anti-Semitic. The only country in the Middle East that has a gay pride parade, and they are banned from marching, because the political left are married to radical Islam in North America, it's mind blowing. I mean, I can't. And, and the fact that mainstream media won't even report this and sweeps it under the rug shows you how hypocritical and how deceptive and how how it, it's outright it's outright lies. That are perpetrated from mainstream media on the on the true nature and the core of what so-called gay rights are all about. They're not gay rights at all. It's a political movement that wants to stamp out all dissent, and it wants to imprison and wants to incarcerate and maybe even execute anybody that thinks and believes uh, uh, that you know there, there might be something wrong with it. Are you listening Christians, okay? Cuz we're the main target. Now now if you're just a nominal Christian and you're one of these politicians that say it's a you know it's a personal thing and I don't talk about it in public, then you got nothing to be afraid of. But if you are a serious follower of Jesus Christ and you take his words literally. Like loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Like loving your neighbor as yourself, okay? Like being somebody that's honest, and doesn't lie, that doesn't mess around on their spouse. Like if you're serious to that degree, you're a target of that that lobby. In Houston, Houston, for their gay pride parade today, they were proud of the fact that they have squad cars now that are decorated in gay pride colors. You know, gay pride, gay pride. Now, it's interesting in the United States that you can put gay pride all over the cop cars, but in Montgomery, Alabama, they tried to put a Bible verse on their cars. Okay, now what Bible verse was it? Was it calling out homosexuality? No, it was Matthew 5, 9. You know what that says? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And they wanted to put that Bible verse on their cars to honor their comrades that have been killed in the line of action. But the governing authorities, under a pressure from you know, these groups said, no, that's unconstitutional. They could support something that we as Christians believe is sin and promote it, okay? But a Bible verse, oh no, you know, that honors people who are, you know, that laid down their lives. That the lay down their lives in the effort of keeping peace? No, no, no. That's unconstitutional. That's how messed up our world is becoming. Okay, that's how that's how crazy it's become. Kind of sick, eh? Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Hey, maybe it is isn't. I don't know. You tell me, okay? You tell me what you think is right or wrong, what you agree with, what you disagree with. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. If you're calling outside of the capital region, and uh, you know from far away places, and you know like like I don't know, I don't think with I don't think the one eight hundred line goes to the planet Venus, but it goes to it goes to Hitchcock uh, it goes to Hitchcock, Saskatchewan. If you're calling from there, okay, one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. A couple important messages. I got some cool tunes to throw at you tonight, too. Okay, It's always a good time on Late Night Council. That's why you're tuned in, right? Well, you got to do your homework. You got to tell a few more people about what's going on here as well, okay? Because, you know, I mean, you're our advertising right there. You're our promo people, you know? You're not just listeners. You Hopefully, you're partners with us as well. Right back after this. Stay with us.
4: EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist 613-835-2600.
0: nice short break huh you know what i love about doing online radio you know like like a standard radio on on you know like on on a normal radio station where you tune on an am or an fm dial it's so predictable you know you know how long the commercial breaks are going to be man when you're listening to me you don't know if you're going to get a tune you don't like sometimes i go 45 minutes without a commercial yeah that's happened a couple times you know get a good caller on you want to keep them on hey who says i have to go to the news i don't have to go to the news okay and to a great degree, and because callers take precedence, when people call in, oh my, you know, like, uh, you're going uh, to have, you're going to get to hold court on here, 343 uh, uh, You know, if you're good, I mean, if you're really lousy, I may have to get you off the air right away. It's nothing personal, it's just, you know, we have standards here, uh, and I'll be kind about it, I promise you. 343 in the Capital Region. 844 562 4766 is long distance that's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 562 4766 I mentioned just before we went to to the break that it's it's you know it was gay pride parades all over uh, I don't know who didn't have one it, most cities had them uh, Toronto I think now is the biggest one in the world and uh, it, I think it's even bigger than New York or San Francisco now and of course, Justin Trudeau was there. And one more comment on our, our health minister, Eric Hoskins, who's uh, uh, announced in the last uh, 48 hours that uh, taxpayers are going to fully fund gender uh, surgeries, okay, like the removal of genitalia and, you know, doing literally irreparable damage to uh, the bodies of people who are convinced that, uh, uh, you know, their biology is wrong. Even though every chromosome and every uh, strand of DNA says they're either male or female. They want to alter themselves for the sake of of, of living uh, uh, another way okay that 's going to be fully uh, taxpayer funded and um, you know I keep reading in the news Kathleen Wynn now is uh, the, the least popular premier in Ontario, and uh, somebody was having fun on Twitter with that stat, with all of the negative press and all the attacks that Donald Trump is taking on, Donald Trump has a three times higher approval rating in the states than Kathleen Wynne has in Ontario, okay? Now, that may sound funny and ironic, but here's where my money's going, okay? Your neighbors in Ontario will probably vote Kathleen Wynne back in again, okay? Okay. Because Dalton McGinty had similar numbers, maybe just a tad higher, you know, when it wasn't election time. But your neighbors here in Ontario, you will probably vote Kathleen Wynne back in again. And I I mean, I've said for years, and I know this is asked the Pastor, okay, but I've said for years, what is more dangerous than a corrupt, inept politician? What's worse than that? What's more dangerous than that? The people that vote them in. And... That's who Ontario wants. And it was quite clear what she was going to do. And if anybody examined her track record, she's not surprising anybody what she does and what she's continuing to do. Now, Justin Trudeau, of course, he loves these gay pride parades, man. He wouldn't miss them for the world. He is front line and center. He loves it. But even he did something. I mean, this guy amazes me with, you know, the, the, the decisions that he makes, okay, and how the media protects him, Okay. He was wearing, you know, he's noted for his crazy socks. I mean, all the serious, if you, if you looked at the Paris Agreement and, and the, you know, uh, recent meetings in, 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 in Europe, I mean, he looks goofy next to the leaders of the world because he loves, you know, he thinks he's being cute, okay? But he wore a pair of rainbow socks, of course, to the gay pride parade. But during a ceremony, was we sitting down, he was able to cross his legs, and people got a closer look at those rainbow socks. And they weren't just you know celebrating gay pride they were rainbow socks but inscribed on them was was islamic writing okay arabic writing and quotes from the quran about ramadan and i'm looking at this and of course some of the comments on twitter i don't want to repeat them because you know they're not for you know a family listing okay but as far as them holding him and holding him to account for this, I can't believe the organizers of the Gay Pride, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, organizations, I can't believe they didn't. Well, I know why they don't rake him over the coals, because, you know, he's a, he's a useful puppet to them. But this guy has got on his socks, you know, Arabic writing and when you think about it in Saudi Arabia and most other muslim led countries homosexuality is punishable by death okay i mean the hypocrisy of this man flaunting arabic socks okay quotes from the quran when we know what you know islamic led countries do and where their stand is on homosexuality even so called moderately led Islamic countries, like, for instance, Malaysia and Indonesia, which are considered moderate Muslim states, homosexuality is illegal in those countries. In a lot of countries, and most of them, in most of the Islamic-led countries, it's punishable by death. So what blows me away is the hypocrisy that he can get away with doing that at a gay pride parade, and the gay pride organizers, they don't hold him to account. Hey, don't you think you could have, you know, wore a different pair of socks I mean that is the that is the outright hypocrisy and lunacy of this whole you know left wing progressive moment. Now, what am I bringing on, ask the pastor for? Because people who believe the Bible that homosexuality is sin, they hate our guts. They want us. They want us at the very least. They want our churches shut down. They want the tax exempt status. Of Bible believing Christians in their churches. They want that removed, even though Bible believing Christians make up by far and away the biggest volunteer forces in the on the continent. I was just reading a stat a couple weeks ago, and and you know, like the progressive movement, like they can't stand, you know, the those churchy types in the United States, even though, even though the United States pays for, listen to this, and this is fact, you can look it up. The United States pays for 90% of all charitable donations. All charitable donations in the world, 90% of them come from the States. And I'm not just talking church donations. I'm talking Oxfam, World Vision, Red Cross, uh, you know, relief funds, Care International. 90% of all charitable donations come from the United States. And at the core of that, at the core of that donor base, are Bible-believing Christians. They make up the whopping majority. Of them, But no, 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 we want to shut these people down. You know why? Even though we outdo every other UN, every other progressive leftist organization when it comes to feeding the poor, building hospitals, digging wells in third world countries, building schools, even though we lead the world in that, we don't happen to agree with their views on sexuality. So instead of having an intelligent debate where you know we respect each other's opinions, instead of having freedom of religion and freedom of speech, no, 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 we're going to reclassify what you say as hate speech. We can say anything we want against you people. We can call you Christo- We can call you Islamophobes. We can call you homophobes. We can accuse you in human rights courts, and you don't even have to be. Pro- you don't. You're not even uh, uh, innocent until proven guilty. We can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. We can shut businesses down. Because we're in control. And it's got nothing to do with equal rights. It's got everything to do with shutting down anybody that doesn't agree with us. How do you like that for freedom? How do you like that for liberty? How do you like that for so-called democracy? Don't think so. But like I said, you know, these nominal Christians that kind of use it to get votes like so many politicians, they don't have anything to fear because they're not really practicing their faith anyway. You know, it's a means to an end for them. I'm only talking to people who read the Bible and they say, hey, you know, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. I think I need to check into that. Maybe check it out a little more. You're a target. You're a target. 343-700-4390. I'm just getting warmed up. Haven't got any calls yet. It'll get even better when the calls come in. 343-700-4390 3, 3, in the Capital Region. one 4, 4, 562 4766 is the long distance line. That's one 844 562 Four seven six six. I got I got so much important stuff I gotta get to tonight. Oh my goodness. So and we're gonna we're gonna get to it, I promise you, okay? Got an important info break. Got some special tunes I want to pay for you play for you that are appropriate to what we're talking about tonight. And and who knows, I may have a tune to play, you know, but whatever you want to talk about, but I won't know until you call in. JC at late is emailed JW Council is Twitter. Right back after this. Stay with us.
3: You tell it to your children. As you tuck them into bed And if you know a wonderful secret Just tell it to your friends Tell them that a lifetime filled with Jesus Is like a street that never Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation And let your laughter fill the air Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation And tell the people everywhere Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation To every man, every nation Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation Let the people know that Jesus cares
0: So I'm reloading and taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-700-4390. That's 343 74390 4390 That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America. 1-844-LNC is on. That's one 844 Five six two four seven six six one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Our call service is automated, so you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air. Now, don't sweat that; just follow the on-air prompts, and uh, you'll be fine. Trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You can connect with us live at TuneInRadio.com or Google Play, or just click the Listen Live button at LateNightCouncil.com. But you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder. council does not exist without advertisers so if you want to buy time email me at jc at late night and the rates are so cheap because you know we're just relaunching and getting things going again you are going to absolutely love the rates and of course your feedback is always welcome tell us what you like tell us what you don't like and thanks for tuning in we're back live in just a few seconds so hang in there Welcome back. 343 4390 is the capital region line. 343 700 4390. Ottawa, Gatineau, and all points in and around. Outside the 613 and 343 area codes, 18 and 819. 1844 562 4766 is your number. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 562 4766. It's uh, June the 25th. Canada Day weekend is next week, and the newspapers have been warning us. Do you drink? Do you like drinking? Do you, do you, I, do you like that adult, those adult beverages? Do you like to pop a few pops? I, I don't drink alcohol. I, I can out-party anybody without it, okay? In fact, I, I am a party. In fact, the party doesn't start until I get there. That's not ego. It's just I have a lot of fun living. I attribute it to, um, you, you know, when you got Christ in your life, there's a fantastic scripture that some of you Christian types, you may have heard it before. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lots of translations, it says, where the spirit of the Lord there is, is, there is freedom. The Greek word there is eleutheria. And eleutheria, yeah, it does denote freedom. It does denote liberty. But we have a word in the English language that is much closer to the original Greek, that eleutheria word, than even liberty or freedom and i'm convinced that the english translators they're probably been a little bit embarrassed and they think it might be a little bit too bold to put the actual english word in there that's closer to liberty and freedom and it's a simple word and we all use it where the spirit of the lord is there is there is fun and ephesians says ephesians says don't be drunk with wine which leads to debauchery but be filled with the holy spirit and I think it's because God knows everybody's got a need to get high, and he suggests the best way to get high, with the least strings attached, and it's going to give you not only instantaneous joy, but long-lasting joy, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you, when I say that, you know, you kind of roll your eyes, because you're, you know, you've heard about the Holy Spirit before, and, you know, he's been communicated in some type of, you know, ritualistic, you know, thing that, you know, man, Go to book of Acts. Go to Acts 1 and 2. And, and look what happened when the Holy Spirit, when the real Holy Spirit came. Messed up everything. In fact, everybody thought when those people were filled with the Holy Spirit, their immediate reaction was, these people were drunk. Well, they can't be drunk. It's only 9 in the morning. Nobody got drunk at 9 in the morning, at least not that many people at the same time. And if you want to call in and want me to get more specific about that, I would love to, okay? But I can't talk about booze without talking about you know, the better alternative. Now, why am I talking about this? Because the papers have been warning you people that, you know, have to have that stuff, that the LCBO, which I'm told is the largest alcohol monopoly in the world. Did you know that? They're the biggest monopoly of alcohol in the world. They're about to go on strike, okay? And they're telling everybody the drinks, well, you better stock up as if Prohibition was coming, because you know, Canada Day weekend's coming. And I'm looking at those headlights, I think, man, that's sad. That is so sad. I mean, LCBO could shut down tomorrow and never open again, and I'd still be smiling, I'd still be partying, wouldn't affect me at all. And I, I, I feel really, really sorry for people that need booze to have fun. There are guys that wouldn't dream of asking a girl on a date without having a couple pops in them. I mean, I know people, good friends, who can't even imagine a weekend without booze. And I can't, you got to be kidding me. Are you that weak? Are you that dead in your life? Is your life that boring and mundane? Man, a life. You, pastors of churches, I don't know what you're doing, but you've got to do a better job communicating the gospel. Because we got the most wonderful, fantastic, exciting message in the world. And bars are packed out every weekend because churches are so freaking boring and so dead and have lost the pizzazz and chutzpah and excitement of what the Holy Spirit is really all about. And I'm not talking about a hype fest in your church, because I've been in churches that are so hyped up you want to, you know, you get a migraine just sitting there. I mean, this is the most powerful message, most powerful lifestyle, most wonderful thing to ever hit the planet. And somehow, organized religion and church has codified it and structured it so much it's taken the life right out of it. To the point that I think we're, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said it would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and thrown into the sea than causing one of these little ones who believes in me to sin. What happens to every kid that's brought up in a church? Most of them, by the time they're 12, 13, 14 years old, they are so bored out of their mind, they're out of there. And who's responsible for that? I hold the leadership responsible for that. And I don't think Jesus is too impressed either. Gee, I didn't think I'd go on a message, a sermon on this one, you know, talking about the LCUBO shutting down. Back to people that are hooked on it. I don't mean to be hard on you, okay? And I, I hope, well, does that make me judgmental that I feel sorry for people that have to have booze to have fun? Now, I was not raised with it, okay? There was no booze in my household, very strict household, but I I never missed it. And I'm telling you, it is possible that you can have, no, not fun. You can have way more fun without it. Because you're not going to be wrapping your car around a tree. Well, I don't drink and drive. Well, there's all kinds of things that alcohol does. It bends people, causes people to do something that, you know, they're going to regret for the rest of their lives. Over 80% of all violent crime, alcohol is involved somehow. Go on YouTube and watch all the funny videos of people doing stupid, embarrassing things because they got a few pops in them. Well, I drink responsibly. Well, you know, good for you. That's fine. You know, I don't have to worry about drinking responsibly. Last time I checked, iced tea is not going to, you know, push over the edge. Hey, whatever, why am I talking about this? Because whatever you're mastered by. Here's the biblical perspective. Whatever you're mastered by, that's your God. Whatever you can't live without, that's your God. Well, I don't have any God. Hey, listen, you can't get away from the fact that you worship something. We all, you know, something captures our heart. Something grabs us. And that's why the Bible says, here's Paul writing in Corinthians. I have the right to do anything. This is 1 Corinthians 6.12, if you want to look it up. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. That's a good thing when you can say, when you can say, and other people say it about you. It's not just you thinking that you're not mastered by anything. When you could really say, I'm not mastered by anything. Everybody's mastered by something. I would suggest you be mastered by the person who loves you more than anybody, who can bring you more thrills than anything, who knows the desires of your heart better than you do and knows how to fulfill them better than you do. Why do you think Jesus said, the thief, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, I have come that you might live life and live it to the full. And that's what he's all about. That church full of people this morning that know what that's all about. More Canadians. This is in Post Media. Post Media owns National Post. I guess they own uh, the Sun Chain now, too. This is dated June 22nd. It's only three days old. More Canadians were hospitalized due to alcohol than for heart attacks last year. Did you hear that? More. This is not the states now. More Canadians going to the hospital because of alcohol-related incidents than heart attacks, according to a new report from the Canadian Institute of Health Information. In 2015-2016, about 77,000 hospitalizations in Canada were entirely caused by alcohol compared with about 75,000 heart attacks. First time in Canadian history this has happened. More people hospitalized because of alcohol than heart attacks. It is also costly. With economic costs estimated at more than $14 billion in 2002, that's 15 years ago, so you know it's gone way up since then. With economic costs of estimated more than 14 billion in 2002, 3.3 billion of which were direct health costs, according to the report titled "Alcohol Harm in Canada," hospitalization rates due to alcohol for mental, physical conditions ranging from alcohol withdrawal to cirrhosis of the liver and acute pancreatitis vary across the country. Remote, rural, and northern regions have the highest rates. This is this is a real problem, and it's on the rise too. But, you know, the government that you elected, the government that you elected, you know, they were more interested in their in promoting their religion, you know? What's their religion? I never knew there was a religion. Go. Oh, come on, folks. They just don't call it that. Their whole religion is the planet. They all worship the planet. Oh, got to save the planet. got to save the planet. Got to have Earth Day to commemorate saving the planet. The planet's going to die, if we don't save it. We, well, what should we do? What should we do? We're going to die. Well, give us money. Give us money. Give us more of your money. Because if you give us money, we'll put it into technologies that would never survive without our help, and we're going to save the planet. They haven't proved anything that they can save the planet. They haven't even proved that the planet's dying yet. But that's their religion, you see? They believe that by faith. And religious faith has taken over most governments in Western culture now. This whole worship of the planet. Romans 1, 18 to 32, again, it describes worshiping the created things instead of the creator. Why could they be so foolish? cuz god turned their brains off. That's exactly. It doesn't use that exact words, but that's what it says. The exact wording is, since they thought it ought not since they thought it not profitable to retain the knowledge of god, god gave them over to a depraved mind. To do what ought not to be done. What does mean, what does that mean when god turns you over to a depraved mind? He turns your brains off. People take common sense for granted. Well, common sense isn't what it used to be, be, if you haven't noticed that. Back to the article. More than 50% of people being treated for trauma have some form of impairment. And the numbers are highest in the summer. Oh, yeah, coming in the summer season. The The trauma centers in the hospitals call summer trauma season. Among other things, it's found that men over the age of 20... Are more likely to be hospitalized for conditions entirely caused by alcohol than women. These gender differences mirror drinking patterns. Among children, now this is interesting. So if you're a male and over 20, you drink more than females, but amongst children between the ages of ten to nineteen, girls are more hospitalized than guys are. So problem drinking is is worse for females the younger they are. I would suggest it's an epidemic. I would. 14 billion dollars it cost in medical uh, that's for 2002 that's 15 years ago with the way medical costs have gone up that's probably at least doubled by now the 30 billion dollars and what are your leaders more concerned about oh we got to take more carbon taxes from you you know we got to save the planet save the planet I, I know that you know even if we mobilized our entire industrial complex in Canada we wouldn't affect the climate even one percent. But, and we can't get water, you know, to our native reserves, and we got, you know, kids sniffing glue, and we got sociological problems, particularly in rural areas amongst natives, like you wouldn't believe. But we got to save the planet because it's more important. Romans 1, to 32 also says, professing to be wise, they became fools. Now, there's not a lot of people that can declare a person a fool, except, you know, the one being who's smarter than anybody else in the universe. I think he's pretty authoritative on that topic. I would suggest much more authoritative than me as well. I got to catch my breath. Got a good tune for you. Haven't played this tune on the air. Oh, it could be four or five years. I think it's appropriate. Listen to the lyrics, you'll know why.
1: Why don't you look into Jesus? He's got the answer. Why do you put the
0: The late, imperfect, and a very flawed Larry Norman. Very checkered past. Did some very unchristian things. Wasn't always the nicest guy, but boy, he wrote some good tunes. He really did. A lot of truth to them. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's late night council. We're open line open topic whatever's on on your mind give me a call three, four. Three. Do not call just to say hi, okay? I do not need callers. I can go 2 hours no problem, you know, trying to straight, straighten out the world on my own, okay? But if you got something to contribute or you want to take me to task on something or you want to have a good conversation, call call in, okay? Don't ever ever call in because you think, "Oh John, nobody was called in, so I thought I'd give you I don't need a break like that kind of break, okay? I know how to do this. I know how to take breaks and everything. But like I said again, love calls, especially good ones. And hopefully you'll be a good one. 343 4390 And if you don't last more than two or three minutes, well, you know, thanks for calling in anyway. But, you know, you're very objective the way I handle calls. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 562 4766 Now, some of you might be thinking, John, you're scared off callers. No, I'm not. I'm making sure the ones that do call in are going to be good. Really good. And I'd rather have one great call than six that are just, oh, why did they even call it? Okay. 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. Okay. JC at late Got to be under six lines and you can tweet at me at JW council. Now, just to prove that I'm a happy guy, just to prove that, you know, I'm not about doom and gloom, just to prove that, you know, there's some, there's some pretty amazing things going on in the world. I give you this story. Actually, I got two stories here. Both of them are unbelievable both of them I don't think I would have believed if I had not read it on from a credible news source here's the headline well I don't need the headline on this I'm just going to get rid right of the story okay the New York Mets have you heard of them Major League baseball okay payroll of about oh about 250 million dollars a year big time money-making outfit in the states okay not like our CFL minor league football okay not like uh, not like you know the National Hockey League which is kind of like the the, the little brother that nobody wants to acknowledge in the sports family in North America. Okay, We're talking Major League Baseball here. The New York Mets and Times Square Church. Times Square Church, in my opinion, the best church to go to in Manhattan. There is not another church, in the, as far as I'm concerned, in New York State. No, there's not another church on the east coast of North America that, in my opinion, is doing a better job of what a church should be. Than Times Square Church. That's the church that was founded by David Wilkerson. The current pastor is a former Ottawa Police Force officer. Carter Conlon. Pastored a small church in eastern Ontario here before he got the call to go and assist David Wilkerson. He's now the lead pastor there. About 10,000 people worship there every Sunday morning. And it's not just a mega church where you roll your eyes and you think, oh, well, what's the problem here? No, no, no. Okay? In fact, I, there's, I could count on the fingers of one hand, in my opinion, the best churches in the world. It is one of the best churches in the world as far as I'm concerned. Okay? So that's why it grabbed my attention when I read this headline. Here we go. The New York Mets. And Times Square Church will come together at City Field, listen to this, for Faith Day, a day of baseball, followed by an evangelistic praise and worship service featuring testimonies from New York Mets players. Can you believe that? They're going to have a faith day after a baseball game. Immediately following the Mets versus Dodgers game on August the 5th, Major League Baseball and Times Square Church are inviting fans to join them at Citi Field for a worship service. Held by the church, a faith-based message will be delivered by the senior pastor of Times Square Church, Carter Conlon. Carter Conlon came and preached at our 100th anniversary when I was on staff at Bethel Pentecostal Church here in Ottawa. Okay? According to dot MLB.com, the Christian service will begin approximately 20 minutes after the final out of the game. It's being heavily promoted in Manhattan and all through the, the, the you know the Mets uh, fan base. Stadium officials will then encourage guests to move to the field level on the third base side for the service on the day of the game. Carter Conlin has been invited by the New York Mets to throw the o- he gets to throw out the opening pitch. Additionally, the church revealed on its site that the major league team will be presenting a check to Times Square Church on behalf of the 100 churches affiliated with Feed New York to assist in food distribution programs. Feed New York is an initiative run by Times Square Church. i tell you, okay, these Christians that, you know, the, the gay lobby is always accusing of being hateful, and even, they're even trying to ban the Bible as hate speech, okay? But Feed New York is an initiative run by Times Square Church which supplies healthy food to local churches that are committed to helping people in their community who struggle to provide food for themselves and their families. I don't know a lot of gay lobby and gay organizations that are committed to feeding the poor. I'm sure there's a few, but they're nowhere near the amount that the churches empower these people with. Times Square Church did not reveal the Mets players that will join them for the Faith Day service to share their testimonies, but the New York Mets have quite a few players and former players that are open about their Christian faith. Eight-time All-Star Darryl Strawberry won his first World Series championship with the Mets in 1986, and a few more titles in 96, 98, and 99 as a member of the Yankees, and a few rocky years of substance abuse, which ended his baseball career. The 55-year-old is now a traveling minister. The 17-year-old Major League Baseball veteran regularly returns to the Mets clubhouse to share his faith. Strawberry is now a colon cancer survivor who credits his current wife, Tracy, for leading him to Christ after they first met at Narcotics Anonymous many years ago. Can you believe this? I mean, this is being publicized. Can you imagine in Canada? You know, the Ottawa Senators having Faith Night with a church service at the end of the end of the you know the game, where they're gonna you know there's gonna be a preacher preach a message and the and the Senators are gonna donate a check to one of the churches in town because they're doing such a good job feeding the poor. That's what the equivalent of equivalent of it is. Only this is about five times bigger because City Field seats about forty thousand. And of course, the, just, the, just the, uh, the, the money alone generated from this team is crazy. Steve Matz actually had Steve Matz in the hockey pool, uh, in, the, in the baseball pool last year. So I know who he is. Stephen Matz also played in the 2015 World Series alongside Daniel Murphy, who's with the uh, Washington Nationals. And although just a rookie at the time, he was given the opportunity to pitch for a World Series game. The New York native is also a Christian and has shared about his Christianity. He told Breathcast in 2015 that Major League Baseball does an awesome job for people of faith. What do you know about that? Matt shared that each team, majors and minor, have a baseball chapel and a chaplain. I was once the chaplain of the St. Catharines Blue Jays, which was the A team for the Blue Jays back in the 80s. In fact, I was the chaplain the only year that they won the New York Penn Championship. Quite proud of that. Matt's revealed that he and some of the other Mets players pile in... into the uh, chapel service every time there's a service. We learn so much. It's a blessing to have that to help guys through the course of a baseball year. Tim Tebow, everybody's heard about Tim Tebow, on the other hand, has a different story. Now in the minor minor leagues himself, the former NFL quarterback turned baseball player has also put his faith on display after praying over a fan who had a seizure while playing for the New York Mets minor league team. In other words, a fan was having a seizure, went over and prayed for the guy, and I guess the guy was okay. But that blows me away. Can you believe that? Now, this is not the only story, okay? That's the New York Mets. It's not just an isolated thing. Here comes the next one, okay? And I'm going over time, but who cares? I own the station, okay? The St. Louis Cardinals Major League Baseball team is sticking by its decision to invite former All-Star Lance Berkman to share his faith at Bush Stadium's upcoming Christian Day. So you got Faith Day at City Field. At Bush Stadium, they got a Christian Day. Can you believe that? A move that, of course, angered the LGBT community because of the sluggers' opposition to transgender bathroom ordinance defeated two years ago in Houston. The Cardinals faced a backlash after it was announced that Berkman, an accomplished first baseman who played two seasons and won a World Series with the Cardinals in 2011, would be headlining their annual Christian Day. This is an annual thing that they do here. This year's Christian Day is scheduled for July the 30th. When the Cardinals take on the Arizona Diamondbacks at 115, we'll feature a post-game speech by Berkman, a devout Christian who frequently writes about his Christian faith in submissions published by a, a, a circular called The Increase. Berkman, a Texas native who played parts of 12 seasons with the Houston Astros, drew the ire of the LGBT community in 2015 after he appeared in an advertisement opposing a non-discrimination ordinance that allowed transgender individuals to use bathrooms consistent with their gender identity. Berkman's ad came at a time when the ordinance, which was supported by the city's former mayor, was up for a referendum and was later struck down by Houston voters that September. Following the Cardinals' announcement that Berkman would be a keynote speaker on Christian Day 2017, the pro-LGBT Pride Center of St. Louis criticized the MLB team, for giving Berkman a public platform and accused him of committing demeaning actions towards the LGBT community. This, All this guy does is disagree with them. That's all he does, and they want him shut down. I, it's, it's, sorry, my commentary here. To me, that's fascist. Pride St. Louis, here's the article. Here's what they sent to the Cardinals. Pride St. Louis is disappointed by the decision of the St. Louis Cardinals to provide a public platform for Berkman, an individual whose words and actions towards the LGBTQ plus are divisive and demeaning. The, group's via, the group via, coach, uh, via co-chair Landon Brownfield said in a statement issued to Outsports.com, we know that the Cardinals can do better, and we want to extend an offer to help them by co-organizing their official LGBT Pride Night at Busch Stadiums. Let's work together to promote love, diversity, and inclusion. In response, listen to this, in response to the LGBTs' complaint, the Cardinals defended inviting Berkman to share his faith in a statement of their own. Here it comes. The Cardinals have hosted a Christian day at the ballpark for nearly three decades. I had no idea. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. I think it's amazing. The post-game event usually features a well-known keynote speaker, often a former Cardinal or professional athlete, who talks about his or her experience of being a practicing Christian in the public arena. The team statement reads, Lance Berkman participated in Christian Day when he was a Cardinal player and we will welcome him back this year to discuss his faith. As an organization, the Cardinals have always been committed to bringing like-minded groups together to share in the unifying experience of Cardinals baseball. We are an inclusive organization with a social responsibility to be welcoming to all types of people and organizations. We continue to try and reach out to every part of our community and have hosted a variety of theme nights, including Christian Day, Jewish Community Night, Catholic Family Night, Bosnian Heritage Night, Fiesta Cardinals, and many others. The team also announced in a statement it now plans to host its first LGBT Pride Night on some point this season. Now listen to this. We are excited to announce that we will be hosting our first Pride Night later this season. Details to follow shortly, which will bring members of the LGBT community together to enjoy Cardinals baseball. The statement of Look, these people are even willing, the Cardinals are even willing to give them their own Pride Night. But that's not enough. This lobby that is filled with hate, they don't want equality. They want anybody that disagrees with them shut down. And a lot worse done to them than just being shut down. This is a glaring example of it right here. But I want to end this story in a positive way. Can you believe that? I mean, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. The New York Mets and the, and the St. Louis Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals have an annual Christian day. Can you imagine the Toronto Maple Leafs doing that? The Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators. Actually, I could imagine the Winnipeg Jets doing it. Because the Christian community in Winnipeg is pretty strong. Edmonton, I could see him do it in Edmonton and Calgary, too. Those three cities, I could see that happening. But the Vancouver Connect, oh my goodness, over Gary Bettman's dead body, over Brian Burke's dead body, they would never have that. I was quite impressed. Are you? Give me a call. Either way, 343 700 that's 343 700 4390 one 562 4766 is the long distance line. That's one 562 4766 My goodness, I'm long overdue for a commercial break here. I gotta make sure I keep, my, I keep my sponsors happy because they're you know, they're almost actually they're more important than even phone callers, you know. So we're gonna hear from them. A little bit of an information break and more stuff. You give me a call, you send me an email, whatever's on your mind. We're right back after this stay with us.
4: EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete forms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist 613-835-2600.
0: Welcome back. 343 4, 3, 4390 in the Capital Region. That's 343-700, 3, 3, <clears throat> excuse me, 4390. one 4, 4, 562 4, 6, 6 is the long distance line. That's one 4, 4, 562 4766 6. I think I got Mike on the line if I recognize the numbers. Is Mike?
2: Hi, John. Is
0: this Mike? <laughs> yes, it's, yes Mike.
2: it's Mike. Okay,
0: because you kind of put a voice on there? You know.
2: Well, I know you said don't call in and say hi,
0: John. Oh yeah, but you I could get a, Mike. It. Mike, you, you, you can get a, You could know? get away with anything here. You know, well. that, you know, you're, you're a good friend of the show. Just don't <laughs> um, don't ruin your quiet. don't ruin your good track record. I'll do my best. Go, go for uh, it. What's I have on your mind things
2: to talk about? But I I wanted to uh, go back a number of weeks ago when I called in and we were talking about. Um, Jesus overturning the table, saying, You turned my Father's house into a den of thieves.
0: Mm -hmm. I like your points. Um,
2: In uh, John uh, 10, uh, the seventh verse, Jesus is uh, saying, Very truly I tell you that I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So again, referencing that line of, you know, you've turned my father's house into a den of thieves, he's clearly targeting the leaders of the church prior to his arrival.
0: Well, there was no church. Would also... There was no church. Sorry? He's talking about the religious well, leaders.
2: Well, to the, to the Israelites, yep. uh, to the Jews.
0: Now, you got to make that distinction, though, because okay? there was no church before he started it.
2: Well, yeah, okay, so the to, religious the, to the leaders. faithful, to the believers.
0: It's the religious leaders. Um, but,
2: and clearly, and I mean, again, you know, he was also referencing, uh, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, um, the prophets, where, you know, God warned them over and over again that if you don't turn back, if you don't start obeying the laws that I gave you the right way, instead of twisting them and making them into your own thing, I'm going to punish you. So I, I think that, too, just does, that feeds into the what Jesus was saying, because, again, I've heard so many people turn the, you've turned my house into a den of thieves, into the buying and selling at the temple, um, which is not really, I don't think, what he was talking about.
0: Uh, yeah, but that was going on.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, but, again, that was also from command, that they were told to, to do their tithe that way. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's sort of our modern interpretation, trying to, well, no,
0: well, it's problem. more than a no. modern interpretation, Mike. You can't get away from the fact that I mean we have historical record that, that people were being ripped off by those people in the temple as well. So that was going on. You can't yeah. just you can't just throw out the uh you call it a modern interpretation. It's not really a modern interpretation. You know for for like, as long as there's been commentators that have been able to go to the, the original Greek and study the context of, of, you know, what was going on there, you can't just throw that interpretation out there. Now, what you brought no, to the they, show they last they week, what you the, brought to the re- show last week, Mike, was really, really good, okay? And I want to hear more. though, because
2: started off with that. Before he says that, he says it was written, or it is written. So, yeah, again, that, he is referencing the previous scripture.
0: I'm not doubting that, but that does not yeah. negate what was going on at the temple and what was widespread as well. Yeah. And I'm not disagreeing um, with you. I just don't want you to no, no, throw I, out yeah. that, whole thing. oh, it doesn't mean this, it means that. Well, you don't know that no, no. yet. But anyway, continue.
2: Well, no, yeah, and that's why we got to be. That's why we always go back to the Bible itself, because it's so easy to put a shine or a spin on something or to miss a shine or spin that was there, and, you know, you kind of gloss over it. That's why you always have to keep going back and rereading and rereading.
0: Or proof text um, it, you know, to back up your own theories, too. People do that all the time.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um I, you had, over the last few weeks, I, I wasn't able to call in, but uh, you had some interesting topics you threw out there, and one of them was uh, Doctor Michael Brown, who mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for. He has good stuff. Once in a while, I disagree with a few things. And well, Mike, um, was, you can't
0: be right all the time, you know.
2: No, no, I don't. <laughs> but uh, there, there was uh, he wrote an article. He, he was talking about uh, you know peaceful Muslims, peaceful Islam, and. I was sort of thinking to myself, like, what the? It kind of depends on what you define as peaceful. Peaceful meaning they're not the ones that aren't blowing people up. Because I was sort of thinking, well, if they don't believe in, you know, this idea of reformer um, reformers within Islam, if Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life, no one gets to the Father but through me, then it really is irrelevant what other book you're following. It is irrelevant what. You know, man-made system you come up with to follow, you are not following the Bible. You are following Antichrist because anything that is not following Christ is Antichrist. So I, I'm not too sure
0: what. what not that... disagreeing with anything you're saying there, Mike, and and yeah. I don't think uh, Doctor Brown would either. But the fact no, is, no, I, he, I spent, just he has a spent
2: spin on what he had written.
0: He has spent more time with peace loving muslims probably you know he's probably spent uh, a thousand times more time and with and with a thousand more peace loving muslims than you or i have and has had a ton of experience with them and and they are his friends and they are his comrades and he desires more than anything that they come to faith in christ but in the process right. of him having that attitude towards them, he knows that they're peace-loving people. He knows that, that you know, they're, they're not part of, you know, this, uh, uh, this manifestation of violence against Christians that you see, and Jews and other Muslims, that we see a, an explosion of in, 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 in the world today.
2: Well, let me read this line, because I, I was looking in Scripture, and I Second uh, Corinthians 6, um, line 14, or starting at 14... Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Bilal? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people, and we know the rest of it. Um, So...
0: So you know, I right, guess we should all build I monasteries. I, thinking, I guess we should all build monasteries and not interact with anybody or form business partnerships with anybody because we're not supposed to be yoked. I think that's got a broad interpretation. How you can interpret the word yoked, okay?
2: True, true. But because you're not think in relationship with people, the, if you're not there's the rela- modern. I guess what I'm getting at is because we, especially here in Canada, we live in a very pluralistic society. This has become a new sort of a buzzword, or it's another way of saying multicultural which is that there, we're not really, a, and again, this is dovetailing into another article you had thrown out there about a lady asking, you know, should we be a Christian nation? But again...
0: No, she you know, never asked that question. We, she asked the question, did Jesus ever intend us to be? Does the Bible intend us to be a Christian nation? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a good question. So,
2: um, Well, then, well, how would you reconcile it with this? Because to me, this is saying to us that while we're trying to get them to... Uh, like, obviously, we want to spread the gospel to them, but there were also towns that Jesus shook the dust off his shoes and walked
0: away from. Yeah, but that's that, that, he wasn't trying to Christianize them. He was trying to spread the gospel. They rejected the gospel, okay? Correct. So he wasn't trying to take, them. Trying to take them over. To... He was trying to take them over. In fact, he knew they wanted to make him king, and he said, no, he rejected that, Okay. And he even told, even even after three years with the disciples, the disciples are saying to him just before he ascends into heaven, are you going to restore your kingdom now? You know, you're going to drive out the Italians. And he says to them very wisely, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. The Greek word for witness there is martis, where we get martyrs from. So literally, you know, it's going to cost you your lives, but you know, that's my will for you.
2: Doesn't well, and sound and like he doesn't sound
0: were, like he doesn't sound like he was advancing any kind of political power there, Mike.
2: Well, uh, he, what what they were wanting him to do was to to be a King David. They wanted him to be a military commander, but they were not changing themselves inside, which is why he, that I think, which is the problem.
0: That's because political so, I mean, power doesn't cause had, you. Because political power never changes you on the inside.
2: True, but then. The whole point of, you know, spreading the gospel, if you change yourself and you become more Christ-like, if you start, if you forsake your sin and start living the way the Bible tells you to live, then those other things are not going to be really a problem anymore. You're not going to be...
0: uh, Oh, I don't know about that. Those things are still a problem for me, Mike. How so? Well, I find that, you know, I can't live this life outside of Christ. So I maintain as close a relationship with I, that I can with him, and I emphasize my relationship with him, and I promote the gospel of Christ, okay? Because my salvation is not of works. It is, it is by grace. The Bible, especially the New Testament, tells me how to live, you know, not so that I will make it into heaven, not so that I'm going to change the world. It tells me how to live because it wants to minimize my scarring. It's not a formula for political takeover. I don't believe it is. I don't think it ever has been. In fact, uh, you know, God says to Job, in, the, in Job, I think it's 33 or 34, he derisively and sarcastically says to him, do you think you could set up my kingdom on this earth? And I think anybody that thinks that they could do that through political means, I think they're barking up the wrong tree. That's not going to happen until the only one that, can is, that is not corrupted by political power does it himself, and that's Christ. Right. I think but it's, if I you're, think you're it's, living
2: according to, if you're living according so like, if Christ is in you, then those fruits are coming out of you, because you're going to be doing, you're going to be mirroring the way the right. Bible is
0: teaching. And Jesus so said,
2: whether you're striving to, to live up to the Bible, or whether you're just doing it naturally because you've got so much Christ in you, and Jesus, either way,
0: and Jesus told sorry. his followers, if you're doing it right, all men will hate you because of me. I don't think right, he was. Well, ge- world, I don't think well, he was giving them. Men. I don't think he was giving them a platform of you know how to get elected you know to their local city councils. And I got nothing against that, but that's not the answer. Okay, I know. For instance, so that's, think- that's not. I don't think that, that is not the answer to righteousness in the province of Ontario. The answer to righteousness in the province of Ontario is people understanding that their only hope is Jesus Christ. He comes into their life, turns them in from the inside out, and they start voting a little wiser. And they're a lot well, less, yeah, exactly. they're
2: a lot, they're a lot less harder to fool. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I truly believe that the, you know, when I, I've looked at things like propaganda by Edward Bernays and, and I, I, you know, it's amazing how effective it is. It's worked on all of us. It, there's probably nothing in our lives that it hasn't affected, um, in some way, shape or form. Um, but I, it, it appeals to your emotions. It doesn't appeal to your reason. It's, Okay, you, okay, what appears oh, to no, my emotion? I have a feeling that if you were stronger in your faith, you would not be as persuaded by the pain or the pleasure by by emotion, which is what it plays on to get you to do these different things. Well,
0: there's nothing wrong with emotion. I mean, emotion's a good thing. It's what you do with it. I, 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 I was kind of losing you a little bit there. What plays on your emotion and reason? What's the difference there? What was the, the, the difference you were trying to explain there? Um,
2: well... I'm trying to think of uh, if it's uh, can't remember if it's Psalms or where uh, you know says uh, do not be like the horse or the mule that needs a bridle in its mouth to guide Mm -hmm. you around. Mm -hmm. So animals are led by emotion. Animals do not reason. Animals just react to things by instinct and and by whatever their base desires are. Whereas we are created higher than animals. We are not an animal. So we have the ability to discern right from wrong. That's why the Bible teaches us right from wrong. That's what You know, and and to the extent that we weren't very good at it, you know, God provides a way through Christ for us to do better at it.
0: Um, Yeah, but the the purpose is not for us, us. the purpose is not, his death is not the purpose for us to, you know, to do a better job. I mean, we we are hopeless outside of the... the, Well, no, we were
2: were lost to death without Christ's sacrifice, so.
0: Mike, are you there? Yes yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah I, I don't i don't think I don't think you and I are are disagreeing there I'm just making it like I'm no, hearing no. what I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm clarifying that's all
2: yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah so anyways i I just think that if again because I think our society the reason it doesn't appear to be a very Christian nation or we don't have righteous leaders is because we ourselves are not righteous we're we're not living according to our faith we don't you know we have a form of godliness, you know there's a lot of churches that have a lot of that, but not, uh, you know, they're, they're still missing uh, something. It's not quite there. And I think if people are only going to church on their Sundays and they're not really living it the rest of the week, then that starts to reflect in our lives, and then, of course, it becomes our political choices, which then becomes our leaders, and, and then the policies that are being handed down to us, which we can see playing out with things like the transgenders and and. and You know, us now having to pay for that kind of whatnot, and um, do you
0: remember what Saint Augustine said? Sorry, do you remember what Saint Augustine said? No, he said, "Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and live any way you want." Too many Christians think that you know Christianity is showing up to church on Sunday. If you really, really, really love God, church is not what you do on Sunday. Church is whatever you do when you're together with fellow believers. You know, if yep. you're in a pub on a Thursday night and you all are really passionate followers of Christ, you're having church right there, and you are yep. affecting the people that are around you. And and uh, yeah, yeah, what we've got is, you know, some people like to refer to it as the great, uh, you know, Christian enterprise now, which is like a, a huge, it's like a conglomerate, like big, uh, big business uh, Christianity. Okay. I don't, think, I don't think Jesus has much time for big business Christianity. I was almost going to go into that old chorus I learned when I was like, it was an old hymn when I was about 11 years old. Brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from yeah. harbor you may guide across the bar. Brighten the corner where you are. Well, it, it, there's, there's truth in
2: that because we're not, if we were living better and affecting just the immediate people around us, to also uh, come closer to Christ, and then they do the same. You know, it would spread outward, um, and you would start to see a more Christian nation. I think if we were living in true communion with Christ, I think we just would be a Christian nation. I, I, I don't like the God's term. Desire. I don't like the I term. Think...
0: I don't like the term Christian nation because it smacks of political power. And anytime Christians, you know, are followers of Christ, you know, uh, too often when they get political power, it corrupts them. I mean, look at all the big time Christian leaders in the States, the ones that are the multimillionaires, okay? They've been corrupted by the power, they've been corrupted by the money. Usually they're doing really, really good when, you know, like a proverb says, a man's hunger drives him on, okay? You know, when God is not blessing you with all sorts of wealth and all sorts of power, you tend to rely on Him more. You, intent, you tend to, you know, have a purer heart in the way you're pursuing, you know, Christ. And it, it results in pure fruit. You know, and it says, well, Jesus wants us to, the word says, we're to bear fruit, and that fruit will remain. Well, that fruit is eternal fruit that can't be, you know, taken away like the souls of men, like, you know, uh, works that are done that, that he said, you know, I let you into my kingdom because I was naked and you clothed me. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was in jail. You, you visited me. I think that's what he's talking about there. Well,
2: there's no question that the, the power and the wealth does corrupt right up to David. I mean, right up to King David had had troubles. But once he got,
0: and it happens in people. the whole Christian enterprise too.
2: Yeah, I, yep. I preached it, it, on. No I question. preached.
0: I preached on what is prosperity this morning, because the way you know the the, the North American uh, Christian enterprise defies uh, prosperity. It's it's so unbiblical. It's almost laughable that people will actually well, listen. That, that these people actually listen to these preachers and send them billions of dollars. It's, it blows my mind.
2: You know yeah I've, I've actually uh i started seeing some of these who are the i mean you hear about them you know they're out there but until i actually started checking some of them out, it's pretty appalling some of the uh but, I mean, you have to know that that's going on anyways. Uh, well, it went on, it went on in be, Jesus' time. There's always time. going to be that element of, like, always. a Westboro Baptist church. Well, you no, really no, no, no.
0: I'm not talking Westboro Baptist. Everybody, no, it, no, but the equivalent of that. You everybody know, saw I mean, them as extremist wackos. I'm talking about guys with you know that are making billions of dollars a year. Billions, not millions, sure, but billions. They're
2: just, but they're distorting it for their own gain. So, I mean, again, they're just but, messing but with problem
0: But they're father, in the problem they're, is, again, okay? It's not so much them. It's the bozos that keep them afloat. I mean, if you want to empower people like that, I mean, who's responsible for all of these, uh, you know, I will call them false prophets that are promoting, you know, this, this wealth gospel that ignores whole sections of the Bible of what it means to really follow Christ. Like the verse that says you can't serve God and money. Okay, they never preach on that message. It's harder for a you know a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man you know to enter into heaven. You never hear them preach on that. Okay, and and and, and what's worse than those guys preaching that? The people that are sending the money. I mean, we what do have you a, think you, think
2: is... Sorry, go ahead,
0: Dennis. I mean, we have a responsibility. You know, if you're not checking somebody out and holding them accountable, I mean, these monsters, that these false prophets that have been created, they've been created by people in the pew who are lazy, who refuse to 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 see the claims of Christ and say, whoa, I can't live like that. you got to help me. And he always does. And instead, no, no, you know, Jesus is my cosmic vending machine. He's my cosmic bellhop. I ring the bell, he's going to come and give me whatever I want, you know? And these guys reinforce that message. And, you know, if you grow up in Christ, you know, you're going you're gonna to read the words of Paul when he says, I want to know Christ and, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And everything that I've gained, it's a loss. You know, all these things I accomplish, it's a loss comparing to compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You know, these guys don't preach that at all because that's a call to humility. That's a call to, should I say it, suffering? I mean Psalm 119, one one sixty one. No, Psalm one nineteen seventy one and seventy seven. It actually says you know the psalmist is writing, and you know this guy's way godlier than anybody I see on TV. He was saying it was good, it was good for me to be afflicted. Cause then I then I understood God's righteous decrees. When the time when was the last time you ever heard Joel Osteen preach that? It was good for me to be afflicted. I'm reading Psalm 119.71. Here's another one. Psalm 119.75. I know the Lord that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Sometimes God kicks your butt. You know why? Because he's more interested in our character. And remember, his purpose for us, if you read Romans 8.29, is that we be conformed to the likeness of his son. Not that we drive around in Cadillacs and everybody say, whoa, you're really blessed by the Lord. Well, if that's your measurement of blessing, then all the disciples in Jesus—they were total failures, man.
2: Anyway, <laughs> I, I wonder—I wonder how many of the people that, while well, you were saying about how they, you know, the ones that flock to these types of churches or false teachings. But I wonder how many, like, how much of that is. Like when Jesus says that my sheep will know
0: my my voice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, That's I, big time. I wonder if that factors in. There's
2: something in them that draws them to that. You know what I mean? There's something already. You're already a hardened heart
0: to be. No, I'll tell to you what draws them. That. I'll tell you what draws them. Human nature. They're hardwired yeah. that way. We are all hardwired. We. Hey, who wants to turn down cash? And if I could, everybody wants more cash, that's my sinful nature. If I can get, and if I could get God, you know, buying into my idolatry, if I could get, if I could get my, my lust for uh, money, sex, and power, if somehow I can get scripture to sanction that, oh baby, there's a money maker right there, man. Man, that's going to buy me Cadillacs and about four or five mansions and, you know, a jet and everything else.
2: Well, and I, I I would suspect that the people that are that are going to this, that's really what their desire. Their desire is not for God; it's for oh for no, physical yeah, wealth or, yeah. But that's their concept of God.
0: Or, God's the. No, God, they're God. looking for physical, not not yeah, spiritual. Yeah, that's it's called immaturity. You know, they've never grown up. Yeah. It's, it's it's a serve me God. God serves them instead of them serving God. I mean, imagine what what persecution coming to North America would do to that whole, you know, uh, segment of of the Christian uh, uh, family in North America. Imagine what it would do to it.
2: (laughs) You know, I'd even have to believe, because of the crowds that were following Christ, how quickly they all disappeared. Well, sure they did, Um, because there was no more magic tricks, no more free food. Exactly. You know, Free food, magic tricks, healing. No uh, more health bills. I, 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 I mean, and that's Jesus, not uh, some, you know, Joel Osteen. So I, I, think yeah, and I don't, mean to, I don't mean to knock Joel Osteen, people,
0: right? you know, because I, I said to my crowd this morning, look, it, there are hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that have come to faith in Jesus Christ through these preachers. Okay. But then I said, but there's probably just as many who have seen them on TV. Rolled their eyes and said, "If that's what Christianity is, forget it, man. That guy's a con artist." And you don't have those numbers because those numbers aren't on your on your viewer list, okay? But you and I, if we're in the real world, we encounter people all the time. As soon as you mention the word Jesus, what do they think of right away? At con artist, guy in a white suit on TV trying to make trying to get my money, you know? That's but you know. And that's funny because
2: that was essentially me before I started getting serious about faith. So there was a time where I didn't want to go, go near a church. For, there was a time where late-night counsel was the as close to church as I would go. Well, you
0: probably I, had I to get... I enjoyed the
2: discussions. I did not want to sit there and listen to some hypocrite who I thought, this was my worldly view of church, was that they're all hypocrites, yeah. right? This becomes the, the, the uh, your ignorant mindset of it. And, and the more I started, uh, you know, getting into the Bible, then I... You know, it opened doors for me, and then you know, and then Christ and led then you to, have a church like church, I
0: mentioned this more uh, tonight, uh, Times Square Church in Manhattan, that has done so much for the poor in New York City that even the New York Mets have recognized it, and they've turned over one of their uh, uh, season baseball games. They're going to let them have a church service in Citi Field when it's done. I mean, you know, you can't buy that kind of credibility. You either have it or you don't. There's no, you know, God wants you to be rich and we all should drive Cadillacs. You know, people that are really suffering and really hurting, they're not even listening to that message. That's a pile of hooey. Anyway, Mike, I got to let you go, buddy. Okay, thank good you. having you on. Always good, always good having Mike on. Mike's probably, you know, in the last year since I've been off the radio, he, no question, probably the best caller that we've had. Okay, now listen to me. I want to I wanna set this up because I'm going to take a break here right now. You're going to hear an important word from uh, our good friends at EMM in a sec. And then I'm going to play a tune. I haven't played a tune tonight. Yeah, well, we played, uh, yeah, why don't you look into Jesus? We did. So this is a second tune tonight. But this one's a little different, okay? This is from the 1930s. I don't know how many of you have heard of Spike Jones. Okay. Anybody over oh probably over 60 has kind of vaguely heard of Spike Jones. I'll tell you how popular Spike Jones was. Spike Jones and his wacky- wacka Keans or his, his group the City Slickers okay Spike Jones um, actually went on tour with the three Stooges in Canada in the, in the early 19 in the late 1930s, early 1940s when the war was going on okay? Yeah, it's hard to believe the Three Stooges did an actual live show, and they actually played Maple Leaf Gardens. They were the headliners, but Spike Jones and his City Slickers came on for forty-five minutes before the Three Stooges came on and did their thing, and blew the crowd away at Maple Leaf Gardens. So to the point that hardly anybody remembered the Three Stooges, but everybody remembered Spike Jones. Why am I playing Spike Jones? Well, I, I if you've been listening for the entire program. You know, I, I had a bit of fun with the fact that the LCBO is threatening on going on strike, and all our newspapers here in the Capital Region across Ontario are saying stock up because Canada Day is coming. And I preached almost a message on how bad I felt for people who can't have any fun without alcohol. So for all you people that are being stressed out over LCBO being closed and how you don't know what you're going to do this weekend without your your beloved booze, I wanna I want to dedicate I want to dedicate. The Spike Jones tune to you. First, a word from you know EMM Group, our sponsors, okay, and then, then buckle your seatbelts and listen to Spike Jones. Now you got to listen to it all the way through because the first part of it you're going to think, okay, Council's lost his mind, he's crazy, we don't know what he's doing anymore. You'll get it when you listen to the whole tune. We're right back
4: after this. Stay with us. EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist 613-835-2600.
1: Given the right to be carefree and gay once again.
5: No longer slinking, respectably drinking, like civilized ladies and men. There's someone sharing a delight. chatting <laughs> This and that and cocktails for two. As we enjoy a cigarette. <laughs> to some exquisite chanson. Two hands are sure to slyly meet beneath. the serviette with cocktails for two. My head may go re. Look. Most any afternoon at five We'll be so glad we're both alive Then maybe fortune will complete The plan that all began With cocktails for two <laughs> Glad we're both alive. We're so glad we're alive. then maybe fortune
0: Okay, now imagine them doing that live at Maple Leaf Gardens with about 12,000 people in the crowd. <laughs> Spike Jones and his city slickers. Look them up on YouTube. You won't find much video, but you'll, you'll find audio. I was introduced to them when I would think I was 15, 16 years old, and I, I man, changed my life forever. 343-700-4390, 3, 3, open line, open topic, whatever you want to talk about tonight, 343 74390-1844 562 That number is good for all over North America. Including Dingwall, Nova Scotia. Or you might be calling from, I don't know, Dilly, Texas, Sugar Notch, Pennsylvania, or Never Sink, New York. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. Running out of time. If you want to get an email in, boy, you've got to start sending it now, like right now. There's no way it's getting on. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at me at JWCouncil. I don't know how many of you know what the prosperity gospel is. That it's a Some people would call it cultic. And I guess at the core of the prosperity gospel, it says that... All of the promises of the Bible, you know, and I 'll give you some of them, okay here's their, the one that they love, and I'm quoting the you know the, the, one of the cornerstone verses here, and I'm quoting the King James Version because back forty fifty years ago when this thing started getting esteem in North America, you know everybody's using the King James Bible, so they 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 flogged third John two, which says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth okay. Psalm 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Ooh, here's my list. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches, to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. James 4.2, you have not because you do not ask God. Mark ten twenty nine thirty. 30, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, church, children, and, and fields. Jesus said that. Second Corinthians 8, 9, though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Oh yeah, come on. God's will that I be rich. Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it. And then 29.11, uh, Jeremiah 29.11, it, you know, it says that you know, God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. John 14.14, you may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. I mean, if that's all your pastor preached, if those are the only verses that he preached, you would think that God wants you rich. And if you're not rich, there must be something wrong. Oh, your faith is out of whack. This message is crazy popular, makes billions of dollars. The thing is, though, it only makes money in North America. This message doesn't go over too well in South America or Africa or Asia which are you know the hotbeds of real Christianity right now there's more bible believing committed christians in red china under communist rule right now than there is than there is even in north america right now if you use the measuring stick of you know they're they're so serious about their faith they're not afraid about persecution or imprisonment but you don't hear that okay and I put some slides up in front of my church. Okay, I did some research. I went to a, a, a number of websites this this week to do research for this because I didn't want hearsay, and I didn't want I wanted credible sources. And from at least a half a dozen websites that I know to be credible, I picked out eight of the richest preachers, eight of the richest preachers in the world, and how much they're worth. I don't know if you knew how much these people are worth. Okay. But here it goes. Joyce Meyer, $29 bucks. Now, these are conservative estimates. There's no way these people are worth less. It's quite possible they're worth more, but I'm going with the most conservative estimates of their personal wealth, okay? Joyce Meyer, $25 million. These are not professional athletes or Hollywood performers, folks. These are, these are preachers, okay? who follow a guy who said foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. They follow a guy who said you can't serve God and money. They followed a guy who said, you know, it's harder for an cam- it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to get into heaven. Okay, That's who they follow. Benny Hinn, $45 million. Joel Osteen, $55 million. T.D. Jakes, $60 million. Robert Tilton, one hundred million; Peter Popoff, one hundred million; Creflo Dollar, one hundred million, and sitting on top of the pile. And I had to go to a number of websites before I even believe this. Kenneth Copeland, one point two billion dollars. Now I said to my church this morning: You know, countless people have come to Christ because of these guys. Okay, but at the same time. Maybe even more, I don't know, but maybe the same amount. Probably just as many have rolled their eyes and said, you know, if that's what Christianity is, forget it. And I don't mean to knock these guys because Paul sized them up perfectly in Philippians one fifteen to 18. This is what he said about them. It is true that, because so, they had this problem back in his day as well. And he's, here's the guy, here's the second most spiritual guy, the second godliest guy in the New Testament. And he's writing this letter from prison. The gospel that he preaches has put him in prison. Think about that, okay? And this is what he says, from prison. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they could stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. That's a darn good attitude. Because what he's saying is the message of the gospel is so powerful and it transforms lives so completely that it can even be communicated by by twits. And it's not going to lose its power because that's the power of the gospel. Here's another good illustration. Jesus is saying to Peter, when Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And he's pointing at John, the beloved disciple. And Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Almost like God saying, Hey, I'm going to bless who I want to bless. You follow me. And that's probably the best attitude to have. There's always going to be people you scratch your head and you kind of go, What is going on here? Hey, my job's to follow Christ. And hopefully, you know, with this broadcast and, and what we do as we follow Christ, we're helping each other follow Christ. We're, we're helping each other do it, you know, more authentically. authentically. Second Timothy 2.15 says you got to correctly handle the word of truth because it goes on in 4 verse 3, it says, for the time will come, and I quoted this before, when people will not put up with sound doctrine... Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who say what their itching ears want to hear. In other words, you mean I can still love money? You mean I can still pursue the almighty buck and Jesus is going to sanction it? Really? Oh, man, I like that. I'll go to that guy's church. I've never heard them preach this one, you know, Isaiah 55, 8, 9, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So there's no question, you know, because those scriptures I, I quoted before that the prosperity gospel is built on, that's still the word of God. But my point is, I don't think that prosperity is just bucks, in fact, I don't think bucks is even a part of it at all. Because if prosperity, the way God measures prosperity, was just money, he wouldn't have said the things that he said, like in Mark eight thirty six, when Jesus said, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their own soul? What good is it if you have three mansions and you, know, you forfeit your soul? What good is it if you have your own private jet? What good is it if you get signed by the St. Louis Cardinals? What good is it if everybody's ringing your phone off the hook? And you forfeit your own soul. I would suggest when he said that, that money's not that important. In fact, if, 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 if prosperity is just material, then why does the Bible say, and I've never heard those preachers that I mentioned, I've never heard them, ever, and I've heard a lot of them preach. I have never heard them preach on the following scriptures, okay? Listen. For the love of money is root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. In other words, Paul tells Timothy, who's the apprentice, he tells preachers, and it's universal for anybody that calls himself a leader of men in the body of Christ. Flee from that. Don't even be known for that. And these these preachers are known for their wealth and preaching their wealth. I already mentioned Mark 10.25, if prosperity is wealth, then why did Jesus say so many nasty things about being rich? Romans 13.14, rather clothe clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at this, do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. I have never heard T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen or all those guys, you know, preach that. I've never heard them preach Luke 16.13, you cannot serve God and money. Jesus said that. You're either going to love one or hate the other. I've never heard them preach on 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Or how about the rich man that had so much wealth he didn't know what to do? I'll build bigger barns so I can be even more wealthy. And this is what Jesus says to him in Luke 12.20. But God said to him, You're a fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves and is not, look at the terminology he uses here, and is not rich towards God. So it's clear prosperity is not earthly riches here. He says it's hard for people that store up stuff. And he's, he he mentions something called being rich towards God, and it does it does not mean money. It does not mean material wealth. James four and three. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I mean, why do these teachers ignore these verses? These are this is just as much the word of God as the ones that brings them all kinds of cash. So are these prophets false? I don't know. That's for God to judge. I'm just giving you a Bible tonight. He's their judge. I'm glad he is because I don't have all the facts. I'm not smart enough to be their judge. But you know what? I don't mind sharing an opinion. You tell me. 343 4390 That's 343 4390 562 4766 You know what? I... I I think there's a lot of hypocrisy, not only in the body of Christ, but I think there's a lot of hypocrisy in the world. I'm going to play an old tune for you, okay? And you're going to think, oh, that's a good tune. I kind of agree with it, okay? You're going to know the tune as soon as you hear it. Have I got it here? Let me see. Hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking for it. Is it there? No, it's not there. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind doing this. Maybe we should dedicate it to all those people I just talked about here. Do you remember this tune by Genesis? Do you remember Phil Collins belting out this tune? Listen to the lyrics. So, if God wants us to prosper, what is that prosperity? Well, I got good news for you, because he's pretty clear on what it means. He made that line in Luke 12, 20, 20, He said that line, rich towards God. What does that mean to be rich towards God? Well, he said in Luke 12, a little further down the verse, he says, sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes to, comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So it's got nothing to do with wealth. In fact, if anything, the treasure he's talking about is, can be easily attained by giving away wealth. Psalm 62 and 10, it says, Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Because riches have a nasty way of coming between you know, people and God. Why would God bless his followers with something that's going to make it more difficult for them to follow him? doesn't make sense. Oh, John, is it a sin to be rich? Hey, all I'm doing is telling you what Jesus said about riches. He has some nasty things to say about it. Do you own your riches or do your riches own you? So what's that prosperity? I think it has something to do with Romans 14, 17, where it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. In other words, you know, getting what you want and, you know, love life and the pursuit of happiness or whatever, you know, they, they changed the wording for. It says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness. Peace and joy. You and your family, healthy, physically, spiritually, emotionally. A vibrant, live faith. Somebody who is a person of refuge that other people are going to because, you know, there's there's a, a peace about them. I would think that righteousness is, is, is being an expert and knowing the difference between needs and wants. Not enamored by wealth and power and not intimidated by it either. John Paul Getty was the richest man in the world in the 60s and 70s. After his fifth marriage broke up, he said, I'd give my entire wealth for a marriage that works. I pointed to people in my church this morning who have been married for more than 30, 40 years. I pointed to Don and his wife and Bill and Jean. I said, you guys got something that John Paul Getty never had. In fact, he would have given his entire wealth for what you have. Righteousness, peace, contentment, thankfulness, harmony, rest, join the Holy Ghost. That's what Christ meant when he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, he can't steal something from you unless you already have something. Kill and destroy. He's the father of lies. All his lies make sense because he's the best liar that there is. So he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you have it to the full. And I would suggest that having life to the full has got nothing to do with cash. If you got cash, great. I've seen people in third world countries who've got a faith in Christ that is vibrant as anything, and their their faces just beam with the joy of the Lord. Why is it that the neighborhoods of Brentwood, Beverly Hills, and Bel Air in, in, in Los Angeles County are among the highest neighborhoods in North America where people, you know, are, are going to therapists and they're going to, you know, addictions counselors. Obviously these people aren't enjoying life. They're stressed out because they bought into a morality and a truth. That is false. I like to traffic in real truth. Hopefully that's what you get every Sunday night. Check out the website. Go to latenightcouncil.com. I know it needs lots of work. Hey, check out Christchurchottawa.com. That's my new church, okay? The website went sentient. It came alive last Sunday, and it's already evolving, and it's already getting people looking at it. And uh, that's where I'm spending most of my time right now, starting a new church and, and, and right in the, one of the toughest sections of Ottawa in Lower Town. Where we're thrilled to be ministering to, like, people who are needier than your average. I think that's where Jesus ought to be. ChristChurchOttawa.com. Have yourself a good week. I'm checking out. Good night.